Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now hey how's it going everybody this is joey galvez and this is an interstate geeks psa Sorry for the inconvenience here, but this episode was recorded during the time of COVID-19, which means we have to record remotely and we have to figure out many different ways to do that. And one way is with Zoom. And sometimes our internet gets a little funky and that definitely shows in this episode. So unfortunately, some of our audio is a little in and out and uh funny so please bear with us and and enjoy this episode but please just remember it's the sign of the times we are a proud member of the 143 podcast network hey how's it going everybody this is joey galvez here with the interstate geeks and I have my good friend, Nate Vandenberg, on the line. How's it going, Nate? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing, Joey? I'm doing pretty well. We, what week is this? This is, what, like the third or fourth, maybe fifth week of uh, of uh, self-quarantine? I don't know. I'm going crazy. I don't even know what day it is anymore. <laughs> I know the last full day that I worked in my office <laughs> was St. Patrick's Day. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so that was almost exactly a month ago as we record this. So, wow. Yeah. That's super interesting, man. Cause <laughs> I see, I, I'm an essential worker. So I'm out there every day. So I, I, I haven't really felt this kind of, uh, this self quarantine thing. But I, when I come home from work, I, I only leave for work. I don't I don't do anything else. And then I stay home unless we absolutely need need to go and get like groceries and stuff like that. But when we do go get groceries, we get enough for like they say two weeks is good enough. But we we try to keep our place stocked up pretty well um, so we don't have to go out too much. So that's uh, that's kind of what we're doing right now. Other than that, I'm home. (laughs) Good. I, uh, yeah. So, uh, as you know, uh, I, I normally do face to face events as a big portion of my job. So, uh, yeah. uh, I've had to turn all of those to uh, virtual events and that's really been uh, quite a learning curve. I've, I've learned a lot doing it that way. Yeah. Um, things are getting better, but, uh, as it stands right now, I still don't know how long, uh, I'm going to be working from home. Uh, yeah. so it, it's interesting. I, I will say I went to the grocery store yesterday morning. Uh, right at opening time and it was a lot less chaotic than okay, yeah it, it has it's getting been. better uh it's getting way better i mean there were things on the shelves that mm-hmm. historically have been hard to come by yeah. uh, i was able to get some paper towels some toilet paper 
they had flour. Oh, you know, wow. they had some of the yeah, they had some of that uh, basic stuff that people have been uh, stocking up on. So uh, I I see a, a light at the end of the tunnel on this. I, yeah. I think that uh, hopefully uh, soon we'll be uh, we'll be back cruising around in the Geekmobile again. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a whole lot of fun, man. To I I. I don't know. We've, we've, we've hired one of those, uh, cleaning services to keep our vehicle clean. I haven't been able to go out there and make sure that it is been cleaned. I'm just trusting them every time that I pay them <laughs> and I pay them, I pay them through my mail slot through my door. So, and oh, I, and good. I make sure that I, my hands are gloved and, uh, right. and I you sanitize. Yep. Mm hmm. Yep, yep, I do. <laughs> All right, man. So uh, uh, we have a great show for you guys today. We have all the same stuff, except we're going to switch it up just a little bit because we we still have our geek news. Uh, we have backseat driver. We have road trip. But because there's uh, not too many things uh, coming out right now, so we're not going to look to the horizon. What we're going to be doing is we're going to look in the rear view mirror. And what is that, you ask me? What the heck is the rear view mirror? Nate, would you give an explanation of what that would uh, be there? Sure. So, you know, we usually use the uh, what's on the horizon feature as, as something to get us excited. And I think sometimes if we look back in the past, that can get just as exciting uh, for the future, you know? So uh, we're going to talk about uh, memories of going to drive-in movie theaters. And uh, yeah. that'll get us excited for hopefully going to be able to uh, get into a movie theater again. Yeah, that's that's a really fun one. I, I was really excited when we talked about that one because I thought, man, that's such a fun one. We had some, we shared a couple of different stories, and I was like, yes, that's what we're going to do today because uh, <laughs> I had some really fun stories. You had some really interesting ones as well. So stay tuned for that one, guys. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. But let's go ahead and get right into it right after a word from our sponsor, if our sponsor shows up lately, it's been a little weird and erratic. It's been showing up. Sometimes they haven't been. Uh, let's just hope this time that it does. If you guys hear it, then awesome. If not, then uh, you'll just hear us come right in. <laughs> We're back with Geek News, and Nate, I, I, I've got one, but I, I, I kind of want you to, to start this one off a little bit. Do you have one right off the bat to, to get into our Geek News for us? I do, and it's a, it's a sad one. It's, it's not a very uplifting story, but I feel like uh, it, we've had a lot of deaths lately, but this is one that isn't uh, COVID-19 related. Okay. Uh, so we need to make a quick pass past the uh, cemetery and pay our respects to... Brian Dennehy. Okay. Uh, he, uh, he, as we record this, he passed away this morning, the 16th of April. He was uh, the first uh, villain, I think, that I recall seeing and really, really disliking. Uh, he played the town <laughs> sheriff in First Blood, which was the first Rambo movie. Oh. Uh, so uh, that, that's where I remember him most from. Uh, in my okay. childhood, we've seen him there. But he also played Big Tom Callahan in Tommy Boy, uh, the man who uh, had yeah. a heart attack and died yeah. while dancing with Tommy on his wedding day. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so he, he passed away this morning at the age of 81. Uh, it, it does say that he passed away from natural causes. 
Um, wow. He had a very interesting life as I've been reading through his uh, this article in the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played college football. Oh, wow. I, uh, he uh, was a Marine. He served in uh, uh, in Korea and, and stuff like that. So he uh, he was quite an interesting guy. Wow, that uh, is interesting. His la- his later years were actually spent on the stage. So he uh, he spent a lot of time. Uh, I think won a, won some awards for his work on stage. But yeah, he was he was always. I know that uh, he's one of those guys that he just kind of carries himself as like a gruff you know, rough around the edges kind of guy. And yeah. those were always the roles that he played. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just, uh, maybe we can take a moment and, and tip our hats to, uh, to, uh, Brian Dennehy, uh, uh, big Tom Callahan has, has left us. So hopefully he and Chris Farley are dancing, uh, in heaven this evening. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's gotta be a sad one, man. Uh, I, I, I didn't really, uh, know too much when you told me about this, I was like, why does that name sound familiar? And you said, uh, big Tom Callahan. And, and cause that's one of the movies that I remember him from. Um, that's, yeah. that's a sad one, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that it wasn't, uh, COVID-19, uh, related because, uh, we've been having too many of those lately, but, um, it is definitely yeah. a sad time to see someone like that pass. That's, that's, yeah. I, I did not know about that, about him, that he played, uh, that he played some ball. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I've got one here. And, uh, as we record this, uh, we just had Easter, right? And, uh, I brought this one up because I said, Hey, this is pretty cool. And, and you'll, you'll kind of get why I brought this one, uh, to the, to the, uh, to the table, uh, cause we, we're not bringing it to the, to the vehicle anymore. <laughs> but, um, so we, so a, uh, a, a Texas, uh, Dallas, Texas man, uh, he, you know, this, this past Easter was kind of a weird one, right? We all had to celebrate in our homes cause, uh, a lot of different places were having, they had stay in place orders and they, uh, you, you can't have more than five to 10 people together in, in the same room at the same time. So a lot of churches, what they've been doing is they've been closing down their, their congregations, right? You had to find different, uh, ways to celebrate and to kind of, uh, to congregate. So, uh, because some people, they, they couldn't go to church for Easter, uh, one gentleman took to his sidewalk with some chalk and decided to depict the last days of, of Christ's life, uh, in, in sidewalk chalk. And he, he took about 12 hours to create, uh, he, he did it day, the, by day, like each time. So, uh, basically when Pilate had to make his choice, uh, Peter's denial, you also saw Gal- uh, Golgotha and the, and then the tomb as, as Jesus walked out. And obviously he began with the, with the Last Supper and things of that nature. But if you look online, it's pretty interesting because these are really, really intriguing sidewalk chalk artwork. And this guy's not even a, a, a real, uh, artist. He's, he's a businessman. And what's really interesting here, I'm going to read a little bit here. Um, he says, he says that uh, this is just a way of uniting people and encouraging the unification of his community. As people come to admire his work, he engages them in conversation. Uh, he often sits outside just strumming his guitar. Um, so when people came by to admire his sidewalk chalk, he's out there just kind of, you know, 
being uh being friendly and stuff. His uh so this gentleman's wife uh shared the drawings on Facebook where they went viral the days leading up to Easter Sunday. In celebration of Easter, our sidewalk is showing the last week of Christ, she wrote. Um, uh, we're just so glad that to see that his extraordinary message of hope and renewal before the rain washed it away. This is just a tr- tremendous gift uh, to give our neighbors who are celebrating along him. So I thought that was really interesting. The reason why I brought that up because your wife, uh, she put uh, a couple of different pictures up on Facebook of her sidewalk chalk art. Yeah. And she kind of yeah. did something similar for the neighborhood as well, right? Can you tell our our, yeah. our listeners about that? So she has developed the ability to do some pretty amazing sidewalk chalk art. Uh, it, it just kind of started a, a few years ago. We went to a, there's a, a, a group of people in uh, northern Utah. They do an event called Chalk It Up. And okay. people from okay. the community come and they, they there's a big parking lot in this uh, shopping center. And you can, you know, pay for a square and then um, all proceeds go to uh, to fight. Uh, it's a type of cancer. No, 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 it's not. It's actually it's it's called uh, uh, like just a break or something like that. What it is, okay. is it is um, they they pay for people that are going through chemotherapy and stuff to, to oh. get out and, and have a break. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um so anyways, we went to that and she was so intrigued by it that she decided to start her own chalk art. Well, it turns out she's amazing at it. Yeah. And uh, so her first entry that she did up there, uh, she did my favorite passage from any Captain America comic. Uh, <laughs> it's the no you move speech. She did that drawing on uh, on for the, the, the contest. Um, oh. And so since we've moved uh, down here, uh, she did a, a Baymax outside the apartment we were living mm-hmm. in when we first moved here. And then uh, in the uh, gated community we're, we're in now, uh, there's a big common area in the middle. And so she's gone out and just started drawing things to like help people feel uplifted. Uh, she so did cool. a, a Daniel so Tiger drawing that says, you know, when things seem bad, turn it around and find something good. Yeah. Uh, she did a Cookie Monster one. Uh, that says me wash me hands before me cookies. Uh, and then, uh, my favorite is, uh, she did a drawing of Kermit the frog and it says it ain't easy being quarantined, uh, which was brilliant. Uh, but then, so, uh, the Saturday before Easter, she went out and, and drew, uh, an Easter bunny and, and some eggs and stuff. And then what she did is she went around the courtyard and just drew a bunch of blank Easter eggs. Mm -hmm. And she wrote out there, come out here and color these Easter eggs. And we went out the next day and people had from the community had come out and colored all those Easter eggs in. And it was the coolest thing to see. Yeah. You know, even though we're not able to interact with one another, Mm -hmm. you know, we're we're still able to uh, do things like that and just have a sense of community. It's been really cool. Yeah, we got to find uh, different creative ways to kind of interact with one another, right? Yeah, uh, and you know, I, I actually I want to brag about my sister too. In fact, if you visit uh, um, KSL dot com, uh, my sister's daughters, so my two nieces, they actually did a life size shoots uh, and ladders board game in their driveway with with oh, uh, Chuck. So cool, and yeah, yeah, so they've been featured on the news there in, in uh, Salt Lake City. So. Uh, really proud of my sister and my nieces for, for putting that together. It was really cool. That's that's pretty awesome, man. Um, yeah, we like like I said, we have to figure out 
uh, many creative ways to interact with one another. And if, if something just like this, you know, you, you, you find that you have a hidden talent. You, when your wife posted those on Facebook, I was like, wow, that's amazing. I didn't know anything like that about you. That's so cool. Like, and I think everybody else was very surprised about it too. And we saw that because uh, many of the other comments that I saw were very similar to mine. They're like, wow, you are very talented. I didn't know this about you. So it's really neat. And I love watching her do that. Just yeah. watching her mix the colors and everything. Cause you, you, just something that you think to be so rudimentary, she's able to blend the colors and everything. Yeah. And she actually sacrifices a lot for it. Like, her fingerprints will be gone because she's rubbing the, the sidewalk with her <laughs> fingers. You know? but, uh, yeah. it, it's really amazing to watch her put those pieces of art together. And what's really cool about it is, you know, most painters, they put their stuff on canvas and then they have all these stacks of canvases just lying around in their paintings with mm -hmm. this, you know, next time it rains, it washes away and then she can go out and do it again. So she yeah. actually prefers sidewalks as a medium because then you don't have uh, a bunch of storage being taken up of all your paintings. That's that's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. All right, do you have any other uh, have another one for us? Man, I've got a good one for you. Okay. Uh, are, are you familiar with uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci? No, I'm actually not. So this is uh, this is the coronavirus expert that has been uh, he's uh, been briefing with the oh uh, okay okay the, the White House briefing. Yes, yes, I just didn't know him by his name. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, he has been nominated as the sexiest man alive. Oh no. <laughs> Are you yes. talking about that short little gray haired man? <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so this is from CNET. Uh, it says he's no baby Yoda, but Dr. Anthony Fauci head of the national Institute of allergy <laughs> and infectious diseases has developed a large fan base. Anyway, not only can you buy merchandise like socks and t-shirts featuring the doc's image, oh, no. but a change.org online petition is calling for the physician to be named people's sexiest man alive. <laughs> as of, let's see. So this was on, uh, oh, so man. this was today. So as of this morning, uh, the, uh, the petition has 16,000 signatures. Uh, Dr. Anthony <laughs> Fauci is America's top expert on infectious diseases. The petition reads, he speaks truth to power, a strength few have at this time. His kind face and manner of speaking bring calm during the storm. He is the definitive sexiest man alive in 2020. That's so, hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, he was asked by a reporter from Vanity Fair if he ever envisioned himself as a candidate for sexiest man alive. He said, <laughs> well, no, the doctor said, absolutely not. But as I often say, when they when they showed this to me at my age, say, where were you when I was 30? <laughs> so uh, previous sexy, sexiest man alive uh, winners include Idris Elba, David Beckham and George Clooney. Uh, so he's, uh, you know, he's he's in good company there. So uh, there you if go. you want to support Dr. Fauci's uh, nomination as sexiest man alive, uh, go visit change.org and sign the petition. Uh, <laughs> personally, I think it would be awesome if he if he uh, did receive that accolade. I probably won't sign the petition because that's a little weird. But uh, Come I, on. I hope that uh, those who are comfortable to will go out and do it. <laughs> Come on, you don't want to you don't want to vote for a sexy man. <laughs> All right. I've got one here and and this one's kind of a tearjerker. Um I I I don't know if I'm going to get through this one, uh Nate. So uh we're going to I'm going to I'm going to talk about this one here. And I read this article and it was just it was so touching. I I think I'm going to have to read 
uh, this thing uh, the way it reads here. Quarantine to stop little boy's adoption. This one is entitled. Uh, as the world continues fighting the spread of the novel coronavirus, many organizations are finding creative ways to accomplish their goals remotely. Uh, due to shelter-in-place orders, uh, the, uh, the Parsons wondered how they would be able to go through with the formal adoption of their son. Thankfully, the court didn't de delay the process. They mixed it up a little bit. This isn't the couple's first time going through an adoption. They experienced the process with their daughter in 2017. And the final event was incredible. Uh, she, They say here, uh, we knew how exciting Angel's adoption was and how much she loved her special day and how memorable it was. Uh, that's why we were so disappointed when uh, they wouldn't be able to do the same for their seven-year-old uh, Dominique. Uh, but circumstances didn't stop them from officially welcoming him into the family instead of heading to a courtroom for the formal ceremony, they made everything final via conference call with Judge Cherry. Uh, Judge Cherry says here, you two angels are going to guarantee a life of happiness and love for this child. Uh, and, and the court is so grateful to you for stepping up and wanting to be those angels here on earth for this child. Dominique became an official Parsons as soon as uh, Judge Cherry made the announcement for the four of them uh, for the four of them they hugged cried and celebrated just like they have in the courthouse uh, what a powerful reminder that love surrounds us even during a global pandemic uh, that that was just super touching when I read that and I I, I, I have to bring these uh, I want to bring some really great uh, uh, touching stories rather than listen, going into the news and finding headlines. We can hear all about all the negativity out there, but we kind of switched it up a little bit uh, last episode and we started talking about some uh, some good news and stuff like that. So we're going to continue with that a little bit. So I, I, I read that and I just said, OK, I, 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 first time I read it, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I shed a tear <laughs> and I kept it together this time a little bit, but this was really touching when I read that. That's really cool. I, I love going on to like YouTube and stuff and, and looking up uh, stories from uh, kids, you know, they, they uh, show up to court for their adoption thing. And um, it's cool because a lot of times the judges, they save those cases for the very end of the day out just to put a little bit of a silver lining on the day, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, and I've seen stories of people showing up to court dressed like superheroes. Uh, <laughs> I saw one recently of a kid that he invited his whole kindergarten class to attend in court while he while the adoption hearing was done and everything. Uh, so that's really cool. I'm glad that they were able to accommodate that family because it really does take a lot mm -hmm. uh, to to love somebody uh, somebody else's biological child i i know uh once uh, you know you know once that connection is made yeah. the, the emotion connection i mean uh you may not share dna but you share everything else and so i i yeah. uh, my hat comes off to, to people like that that's really a cool story yeah i, I it kind of hits home a little bit for me because uh i i have a stepdaughter and, and uh and she's everything to me um, and I, I definitely, I don't see her as a stepdaughter. She is my daughter. We may not be, uh, biologically connected in that way, but she is definitely, she's definitely my daughter. Uh, so I've been in her life for the past, uh, 10, 11 years. Um, she's well, a little bit more than that because she's 17 now. So, um, so, and so, I mean, 
I, I just can't say I, I, that's why it kind of touched home for me. And, and I love that, that story there. It was just an amazing one. Uh, what else do you have so, for us, Nate? Well, uh, I, I'm going to go a little bit silly here. So I, I, <laughs> I hope not to completely ruin the wonderful feeling you just invited <laughs> with this last story. You but, always uh, do that, Nate. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this is, this is fascinating in the world of business. So, uh, the headline says business on top. Pajamas underneath. Walmart is selling work shirts, but not so many pants. <laughs> what? Okay. So, <laughs> uh, a few more shelves might be looking bare at Walmart around the country, or at least a few more bins empty at fulfillment warehouses. Customers are making a run on tops, shirts, blouses, button downs, polos, you name it. As more people work from home during the coronavirus crisis, and uh, video conference becomes business's new lifeblood, pants are suddenly less important. When all the webcam captures is a user's head and torso, employees are buying more shirts, according to Walmart, and not slacks. I will tell you right now, for the last month, I have been playing Winnie the Pooh. That's my job. <laughs> Just wearing I, a shirt? <laughs> wearing, I'm wearing a collared shirt, no pants, and I need way too many sweets. <laughs> so <laughs> I am Winnie the Pooh. Uh, That's hilarious. So, yeah, here we go. Uh, so, yeah, Walmart is selling out of their shirts, but uh, if you're in the market for pants, there are plenty of them. That that's hilarious. <laughs> I didn't know that that was a thing, man. Because <laughs> you know, I live I live in my my shorts at home. Like, give me a give me a good uh, like pair of shorts and like a good like junky t shirt, and I'm good. Um, <laughs> that's hilarious. That's hilarious. I've got one here. Uh, so. This one is actually really cool, and I don't think I've ever heard anything like this before. So every animal at Chicago's animal shelter has been adopted for the first time ever. That's actually pretty amazing, right? As the world practices social distancing, there's never been a better time to get a furry friend to help pass the time. In Chicago alone, shelters have received thousands of applicants from people looking for adopt to, to adopt uh, or foster uh, pets in the la- less than a month. Uh, according to the uh, Block Club Chicago, there have been so many people expressing interest in fostering cats, dogs, and uh, and many other animals. Uh, they they have actually had to create a waiting list, and for the first time ever, Chicago's animal control shelter has one hundred percent vacancy. That's a, that that's super cool. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, uh, animal uh, Chicago Animal Care and Control shared the good news on their Facebook page, saying. We are out of adoptable animals. It's something we've never thought we'd say, and we're so happy to bring you this news, but we are still scheduling intake from the public, and our officers are still rescuing animals in the field, so we'll probably have more again in the coming days. Uh, Not only is this incredible news for the animals in Chicago, it's also comforting to the humans who are trying to remain positive during an uncertain time. This just isn't a time of people helping people, but also people helping animals. Uh, A pause Chicago spokesperson said, it's times like these that we see the best in our community from the beginning of the coronavirus crisis the outpouring of care and concern for our animals has been extraordinary. 
Uh, I thought that was really cool, man, because when I saw this headline, I was like, wow, I don't think I've ever heard anything like this before. I always kind of heard uh, of shelters like not being able to get anybody to adopt or foster animals, but I've never heard them uh, being 100% vacant. That was That's pretty awesome. Yeah, so if you think about it, like right now is a really good time for people to to adopt a pet because of the amount of time and, and effort that you kind of need to initially invest in getting a dog, right? Like yeah. uh, you got to get it house trained. You got to get it used to being around you. You got to get it, uh, you know, comfortable in the environment. So it's a great time to adopt a pet. I, I say if you're if you're considering it, uh take a look into it. I know I, I've looked at uh, some of the, the uh, Maricopa County uh, shelters and they're doing everything by appointment only, but I do know that their, uh, their adoption rate is up. So yeah. Uh, yeah, if you're, if you're in the market, man, go out and get you a new best friend. <laughs> yeah, man, it's pretty cool. I, I, when I read this, I thought it was amazing and I, I don't think I've ever heard anything like that ever. Um, so pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. Yeah. So what else do you have? All right. Uh, I'm going to kind of stay in the same vein here, Joey, but, uh, so this is uh, from uh, the NBC affiliate in Washington. Uh, the headline is, put your pants on when you go get your mail, police <laughs> remind residents of Maryland town. I see a little bit of a, of a, a recurring uh, theme going on with your stuff here. <laughs> I think it's because I relate with all of these stories so much. Um, so... It says, uh, wearing pants has become optional for some people hold up indoors while obeying the stay-at-home order. A police department in a northern Maryland town is reminding residents that it's not an option when they go outside. The (laughs) Taney Town Police Department left a message on its Facebook page Wednesday morning telling residents to put their pants on when they leave their home. (laughs) It says, please remember to put pants on before leaving the house to check your mailbox. You know who you are. This is your final warning, the post said. (laughs) So uh, the post drew more than 600 comments and 4,000 shares within the day it was posted. Many responded with silly gifts like the one of Winnie the Pooh dancing, captioned, life's too short for pants. Uh, (laughs) Others said wearing underwear outside is legal and police should redirect their focus to more important matters. That's Uh, that's true. So... uh, (laughs) NBC Washington reached out to Taney Town Police for a comment. Uh, looks like they did not uh, provide a comment, but uh, it says, uh, in Maryland, indecent exposure is defined as intentionally showing one's genitals in public mm-hmm. and in the presence of others. Uh, so, yeah, if they're going out and they're in their skivvies, man, why not? You know, they're not uh, they're not uh, showing off the good. I mean, <laughs> go for it, you know? I do the no pants stand. I don't know why I know this or how I know this, but I know that uh, if you go outside and you're still on your property, even if you're, I don't know how I know this, even if you're naked and you're on your property and you own the property, um, they can't really do anything to you. They can't, they can't, they can't arrest you. Um, they can't do anything. I mean, unless you're probably doing some uh, obscene lewd act, um, they can't arrest you to go in, go into the end of your property line to check your mail if you're naked. <laughs> I don't know how I know that. You hear that don't, ladies don't. and gentlemen, Joey doesn't know how he knows that, <laughs> but uh, he just does. <laughs> <laughs> we're keeping that one. Uh, we're keeping that one a uh, secret there. 
<laughs> oh man. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch this one up a little bit. Um, because it's because we're we're on a lighter note. I don't want to. I got one more, but it's after this story. I got two more, but I got one that's still. It's kind of a tearjerker. I'll bring that one up later. But this one's kind of funny here. Um, so a man puts a new dad joke on his lawn every day to amuse his neighbors during the quarantine. So, <laughs> so no matter what's going on in the world, you can count on dads to make corny jokes. That's me, right? <laughs> when, okay. when a Reddit user shared photos of the signs of, the, of their neighbor uh, in, in, on his lawn each day, he had a, an idea that they would go viral, viral but not so quickly. Uh, he simply got a kick out of the stranger's daily dad jokes and decided more people needed to see them. Just as he started noticing the signs uh, in his Claremont, California neighborhood every day since the beginning of the state's mandatory lockdown period, uh, he snapped a picture of the signs two days in a row, then shared them on Reddit. When a day the post had gone viral uh, and Redditors were clamoring for more, uh, clamoring for more, sorry. And, and he, so he said, uh, my neighbor's been posting daily dad jokes on his lawn. Uh, here is day 20. You want to know what this one says, Nate? I'd love to. This one says, I ordered a chicken and an egg from Amazon. I'll let you know. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Which one's going to come first, Nate? Which one's going to come first? That's the joke. Okay, here, here's another one. He said uh, he's uh, this guy was eager to uh, for, to tell commenters uh, he didn't know his neighbor yet, but uh, he promised to introduce himself from a safe distance uh, next time he saw him. Here is day 21. Uh, sometimes when I close my eyes, I can't see. <laughs> my brother. <laughs> These, this is this is the lifeblood of our community, Nate. Come on. I don't know. I, I, I think uh, I, I think I'm looking forward to the end of the quarantine now. <laughs> oh man! And then uh, so anyway, this gentleman uh, actually uh, uh, was able to meet the the neighbor. He said, "Good good news, everyone! I just met my neighbor. Uh, super cool guy. He sent me a few more pictures that he uh, he did in the pa previous days. Here he goes. I'm gonna post some more. Here's the next one. Here's one of them. This one uh, is is pretty good." Uh, uh, I, I I I like this next one that I'm gonna say afterwards. Uh, it's I like day 22, which is a little bit better. But here's day 16. You never see elephants hiding in trees. They must be really good at it. <laughs> good grief. <laughs> okay, here's another one, Nate. Here's one That's more of his da dad jokes. This is probably one of my favorite dad jokes that he put out on his lawn. I recently decided to sell my vacuum. It was gathering dust. <laughs> Good grief. Oh, man. That's bad. <laughs> Those are awesome dad jokes, man. Come on. <laughs> All right. That's that's that story there. That's uh, that's hilarious. Wow. I love it, man. I would love to see. I, you what, know, I, I appreciate that. I would love to see what like day. Like every single day, what what he had out on his signs, man, because that's hilarious. <laughs>
I, I do like seeing stories like that of people that they they're they're trying to do something to uplift the community. <laughs> I read a story recently that there are people that are putting up their Christmas lights right now because yeah. it's like, well, we might as well just bring some color to the community and stuff. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. Good on you. That's, yeah, I think cool. they're I think they're even playing uh, Christmas music on the radio right now. Weird. Oh, are you kidding me? No, wow. I'm not, I'm not kidding you. <laughs> wow. Super interesting. So what right, else you got? Well, uh, <laughs> I, I, I got a, a man, this, this story, I, I saw this earlier this week and I had to call dibs on it. Okay. Uh, are you familiar with the, with the purge movies? Uh, yeah. So I've, I've seen the first one. I haven't seen any of the other ones. All right. So you, you know how in the movie they, they, it's kind of a dystopian future where there's a new American government. Yeah. They have legalized uh, all crime for 12 hours, uh, including murder is legalized yes and they start off the purge with a really ominous horn or siren <laughs> uh it's 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 very i mean it's it's, it's not a very welcoming siren at all it's very <laughs> ominous uh so this is from abc news uh louisiana police apologized for using the siren from the purge to signal <laughs> the coronavirus curfew oh my god <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I I want everybody listening to go on to YouTube and just just look this up. They legit used this siren to announce the coronavirus oh curfew. Uh, so uh, so apparently, what happened was, uh, it, it, and it's a it's a common siren. It's been used by the military for years. Yeah. And so, uh, so Crowley Police Chief Jimmy Broussard said he didn't want to use a regular police siren to alert residents for the curfew. And another officer pointed him to an old military siren, which happened to be the same one used in the purge. <laughs> uh, Broussard, who said he didn't know about the connection to the movies, apologized and said his officers won't be using that siren moving forward. Uh, <laughs> It was to remind people that this is a very serious matter, he told the station. Uh, it says, we were not involved in the use of the purge siren and will not utilize any type of siren for this purpose. So this is from a different sheriff uh, saying that they did not intend uh, to upset residents. Uh, so, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you, you might want to uh, further investigate things before you start playing them for the public <laughs> that's hilarious that could have gotten really really ugly really fast oh my gosh <laughs> i think what was it i i think recently um like the day that that actually happened like the first purge or whatever happened in 2020 right i think on the in the first movie or something like that i can't remember i i believe so yeah because that's the fourth movie in the series uh -huh. Was the first purge? I think I think twenty twenty was yeah. Yeah, I saw I saw everybody those posting are, on Facebook. Kind of a, those are kind of a guilty pleasure of mine. I, I really like the the purge story. I think it's just wonderful. I've only seen the first one, man. The and it was actually pretty good. It was it's an entertaining movie. It's probably not a, a like a a movie that has the best uh right like writing or I mean it was it was just a good action thriller. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The the second and third are my favorites. I like both of them a lot. Cool. I got to check them out. So I've got one last story here, Nate, and it's kind of a tearjerker. Another one. 
So, so bear with me. And I'm sorry if this brings it, brings everything down, but it's kind of like one of those ones. It's like, Hey man, good on you. Kind of a thing. So when a Boston cop sees a mom crying outside of a grocery store, he rushes in to help her out. That's the tagline here. Uh, um, I'm not going to say this woman's name, but uh, this this woman is considered an essential employee at the Boston airport. Uh, so despite the COVID-19 outbreak, she's still heading into work every day. The mom of three lives paycheck to paycheck. She recently went to the grocery store to stock up on food for her, her little ones. But when she went to pay, her EBT card was declined. She stepped outside and began to cry, which is when Boston police officers showed up with a gracious offer. Uh, as as this officer approached her and he asked if she was okay, she was worried she was in trouble because she was coughing as she was crying. And the city has a stay-at-home order in place. And, and, and it's one of those ones where, like, hey, uh, she thought she was going to get in trouble because she's like, oh, man, I'm out here crying and coughing and I'm not covered up. And she thought this police officer was going to come up to her and kind of hey, say, you need to get home if you're sick. Um, as it turned out, she had nothing to fear. This gentleman genuinely wanted to know what was going on. When she told him what happened, he immediately jumped into action. Uh, he said, I felt bad for her. I told her, come on in with me. We'll go in and get grab some things. By the time everything was in her cart was scanned, the total came out to about $200. This uh, police officer didn't bat an eye before paying. He just wanted to make sure her three daughters had plenty to eat. This hardworking mom was so touched that she wanted to give him a hug. But he, of course, during this pandemic, this gentleman was hesitant and said, I want I, I don't want to give you a hug at this moment, obviously, because of you know, I want your safety. He said, I don't want to, your safety be, to be at risk kind of a thing, he, he said. Um, so she instead promised to pay the jester forward by making dinner for three families who are struggling right now. So at the end of the day, this uh, gentleman's kindness restored this woman's faith in humanity. And what a wonderful way to help someone during the this difficult time. So I thought that was really cool and really touching. I, 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 I can understand that, man. I've been... Uh, been uh, uh, on hard times and and i've had to uh live a little bit on on a government assistance yeah i'm not gonna sit here and say uh and 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 uh and be ashamed of it there's we've all hit hard times before and and you know so and it's kind of embarrassing sometimes you go into there and sometimes their systems aren't working and you slide that card and it says it's declined you know that there's something on there and you got a cart full of stuff and you just can't do anything but have to walk away. Uh, and, and, and that cart is sitting there full of groceries. And, 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 you know, if, if this woman is a, as a, a single mother, uh, living paycheck to paycheck and it's, it's gotta be rough, man. So I'm sure she was embarrassed. Number one, because now that's an embarrassing thing to have to be on assistance. Uh, number one, it's not a, it's not a fun thing. Um, and it's nothing to brag about. So number one, it's already embarrassing because she has to use that card. And then number two, now they're saying that it's declined. Super, uh, you know, super scary. And, and, and especially when you're going home with nothing for your children. So that was a really awesome thing that this, this officer did. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that is. I, I, I know, uh, the, the system has been overwhelmed by people claiming for unemployment assistance. 
uh, and uh, even like the the amount of money that was set aside for small businesses that has already been exhausted and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for for those of us that are a little bit more fortunate, you know, maybe maybe find a way to help those that are that are yeah. struggling right now because there are a lot of people that are having a rough time, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, see what you can do. Uh, you know, I there was a time when my family, I I, I quit my full time job and went back to school full time. Uh, I was fortunate enough to realize uh, the GI Bill benefits, but yeah. still, we had to really clamp down. We were living really, really tight, so we were receiving some assistance. And, and uh, it's uh, it's it's a hard life to live. It's mm-hmm. it's uh, you know people always like to use the word like welfare queens and stuff like that, and it's hard. It, yeah. It's it's a yeah. lot harder than uh, than than people really want to think of that it is. So, I yeah. uh, you know my hats off to that Boston police officer, and and hopefully people that are are in need right now are, are able to find those resources because it, it's rough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, before all of this outbreak, there was people who abused it and all that stuff, and they definitely, you know what I mean. That that's why those terms like welfare queen and all that kind of stuff came out because people did you abuse it but there are people who are hardworking and out there who are single parents and they just they just live paycheck to paycheck and and it's rough and there's no other way to get by but have to use assistance and that's what it's there for right not there's nothing to be embarrassed about and and, and you know what hey um if you have never been a, been on assistance, hey man, more power to you because uh, you, you're you're amazing, and uh, hopefully you're helping these people who are. <laughs> All right, Nate, yeah. what do you what do you have? Uh, do you have one more for us? Uh, no, that's all I've got. All right, all right. So let's go ahead and move to backseat driver. Do you have those up for us? I do. All right, let's go ahead and move on to backseat driver. Did you did you do you know where we're going? Yes. Okay, but are you you didn't ask Siri? Yes, I don't need to. Uh, how do you how do you know where we're going? Because I go here all the time. Uh, okay. Well, the, okay, slow slow down. You're getting no. too close to that car, Jordan. You I know how to drive. I got my license. Barely, but you're going to. You... Okay, well, barely. We barely do a lot of things. We got to turn here. No, I don't. No, turn, I'm going turn, the other way. No, turn. no, Dad, don't be a backseat driver. All right, guys. This is our portion of the show where we talk about our Facebook group questions this week i posed a question and it has to do with what you're doing to occupy your time during the quarantine uh nate do you want to answer what you've been doing or do you want to save that for a little bit later well before we read these comments i'll go ahead and do it because i've got some of them right here for all right so i've been doing i've been doing kindness rock painting so uh I, I've, I've, uh, it, for work, actually, one of my virtual events, I sent out, uh, paints and rocks to people and said, here, uh, paint these. And I'm not sure if people are aware of what kindness rocks are, but you just find rocks, you paint little, uh, inspiring pictures or little mm-hmm. quotes on them, and you go out and you leave them around in the public for people to pick up and, and, and brighten their day a little bit. So, uh, I've got a few that I've, I've painted here that I can show on the webcam, actually. So, uh, I did one of the ghosts from Pac-Man. Oh, that one's that cool. I found there. <laughs> Uh, and I, I, of course I had to do a uh, cap shield there. Yeah. Uh, let's see, I've done, uh, here's pickle Rick. I did, uh, <laughs> I did him. Uh, so yeah, I've been having a good time with it. I'm, I'm, uh, in the process of painting a bigger one right now. And, uh, I've got a, hi- a favorite hiking trail up at, uh, it's a Northeast Mesa off of power road in the 202. 
Uh, cool. I might take those there and, and uh, yeah, put them on various parts on my favorite hiking trail. That's awesome. So I got to ask you, um, what kind of paint do you use for these kindness rocks? Uh, you just get acrylic uh, paint markers. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And it's, just it's, a, any kind of acrylic paint? Stuff. I, I like the markers. Um, yeah, just acrylic paint markers. I, I just, I, the ones I got are kind of a no-name brand. So, uh, yeah, they're really nice. They're easy for drying, and, uh, yeah, they're lots of fun. That's awesome. Okay, cool, because uh, my son saw your pictures, and he was definitely one. He was like, Dad, can we do that? Because we have a couple of them. Uh, and, and that we found that were really cool. So he wanted to paint one because it looked like an Easter egg and he wanted to, it was around Easter. So he wanted to paint it like an Easter egg. And we had a couple of paint markers, but, uh, they're not as fancy as yours. <laughs> so, uh, so we might want to go take a look for some, let's find those pretty cool. <clears throat> yeah. Jump on Amazon. I was, uh, they, uh, that's the weird thing is Amazon was like, Oh, we can't get these to you right away. Well, they did anyway. So yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and see. So Holly Burns, you want to read what Holly Burns said she was doing here? Yeah. So she says I've been learning PowerShell and Python scripting to help me help my uh, excuse me help make my work life easier. <laughs> uh, for home life, I've been practicing cooking at home and more actual cooking, not just heating up pizza and pasta <laughs> in the oven. Uh, since I'm working from home for the foreseeable future. I think a lot of people are doing that. They're learning new recipes and learning uh, to cook new things. That's pretty amazing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, cool. Uh, I, I've been uh, making new uh, cookie recipes and stuff like that, which are adding to my COVID-19 pounds that I'm going to gain. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, my buddy Albert Morales, uh, the other half of my other podcast called The House of Indy, he said that he's doing the the rock painting, too. So that's kind of cool. Um, I'd like to see some of his work. Yeah, I, I want to. That'd be so cool to see if he's like drawing because he's a he's a he's a comic book artist. So that'd be really cool to yeah. see what he's doing. Um, uh, my buddy uh, Joseph Flores here. He said that they, uh, camping in the backyard is a good idea. Uh, he's he said he's actually cleaning up the storage and washing cars. So he's just cleaning up stuff. And uh, he said that he's repairing uh, some of his uh, electronics that he's got laying around the house and servicing them and all that good stuff. <laughs> um, Jacqueline Hartwig and her husband Brad—they've been doing. Dude, these two are amazing. They're—I put them in the category of your wife and 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 their talents. Um, she oh, yeah. she's actually she's she weaves on like an old school freaking loom, dude, like a real loom, like crazy, yeah. Yeah. like crazy. <laughs> So, you know, on our last episode, how we did, uh, how long would you survive in a zombie apocalypse? Yes. I'm pretty sure the Hartwigs, they would win. Like, they are yes. the last two to, to survive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my wife, my wife says if, if there, if it ever comes to, uh, to anything, what we do is we first, we meet at the Hartwigs house and we, and we, we go with them. Um, so <laughs> that's the first thing we do is we make sure that they didn't leave yet. Uh, it said we, Hey, hey <laughs> don't leave. Wait for us. We're coming. Uh, so that's, <laughs> so, uh, what they, what she said was that Brad built a cedar chest for her. And she said that everything inside this chest, she either wove crocheted or knit, uh, from a wool from wool or silk. Pretty, pretty amazing. They are very, very talented. Yeah. And this, this, the cedar chest man is not just like, 
like a, a couple of blocks put together. This thing is actually very well made. Like it's it's yeah, impressive. It it's impressive. All right. So uh, my sister, she says I've been doing some painting, also playing World of Warcraft Classic, which I haven't played in years. <laughs> that's uh, awesome. That's another thing that I did. Uh, I broke out our old Wii. Uh, my son had shoved a poker chip in it, and I had to get a special oh, screwdriver man. to take it apart. And uh, But once I did, we've been playing the old school Wii, and we're having a good time with it. You know, the that's kids awesome. are learning how to do bowling and everything so that's pretty uh, cool yeah playing old school video games is a lot of fun i've got a wii in uh, my house but i gotta find uh, a certain uh wire connection to it to, to get it to work but other than that it's it's probably in my in my my it's like you know those big bundles of rubber bands that you have that you go and pull, pull off or whatever i have that but right. i have wires so i have just a, a big okay. i have like a like a 20 pound uh bundle of wires in my shed <laughs> yeah yeah i think once you reach the age of 30 i'm pretty sure that the universe just gifts one of those to you yeah i think so like it disappears all of a sudden yeah yep yep uh let's see my mom is making sock monkeys uh, <laughs> they're actually really cool. cool they're really cool they're... <laughs> no they're really cool man i used to have one of these when i was a kid <laughs> like i'm not playing man i used to have one when i was a kid that that that's super cool um, okay. So your wife has been, been painting with you. The one that the picture that she put of her rock, it looks like a finger is pointing. That's kind of cool. Um, yeah, yeah. And, she, she found that rock while she was walking around and she was like, Hey, this looks like a finger pointing. I'm going to paint them to look like that. And <laughs> yeah, she did it. It's pretty good. And she shared with some of her sidewalk chalk art with us. That's really cool. Yeah. Okay. So you, what is your, your buddy Brady Thompson doing? So uh, he says, uh, I haven't had time. I work in small business lending and we're running the small business mm. grants for the government. Been working 13 hour days, seven days a week, trying to help as many small businesses get this money so they don't have to lay off their people. Yes. Uh, it's a grind. It's so worth it to help so many business owners keep their dreams alive. Hey, so, you know what? Uh, That's good on you, man. Because. Yeah. Hopefully they can uh, they can get some more money uh, yeah. allocated to the small business because yeah from my understanding they actually have exhausted that so, yeah that's what uh, I heard. yeah super cool so so you so yeah. what I've been doing lately is the other day um, I was going through my comic book collection and I was kind of sorting them and all that good stuff and I think I came to a conclusion that uh, that um. I think what I'm going to do with them is uh, I'm actually going to probably grab a, a handful of them and I'm going to be donating them to uh, to some kids uh, around the around the neighborhood. So uh, so I'm going to be grabbing up all my comic books and, and uh, sorting them a little bit more and 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 possibly I don't know. I was thinking of maybe like doing a little mini uh, uh, like. I saw a couple of friends on Facebook. What they were doing is they were they were grabbing like maybe a handful of books and putting them at the end of their uh, driveway and saying free comic books. And uh, and people would come and pick up the comic books. And I think he kind of had this idea that if they sit out in the sun a little bit, they'll quarantine the books a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, I figured maybe I'll put like a little uh, like a short box outside and say, hey, grab grab a couple and. You know, hey, and read them and take them free comic books or something, or maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll figure something out. But I was thinking of grabbing my comic books and and passing them out to kids or something. But make sure that yeah, you that's know, really cool. 
I, I just I want to do it safe though. <laughs> right? Yeah. Don't be the creepy dude with the white van with no window. <laughs> uh, that there, uh, there's somebody actually who lives in our complex with a creepy van that's white and no windows. So I don't, <laughs> and they're I'm like, I tell my kids daily, don't go near that van. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. That's it for our, uh, our, uh, backseat driver. Let's go ahead and move on to road trip. You have something f- pretty sweet for us. You said, right? Uh, yeah, I, I hope so. It's just one of those, uh, <laughs> one of those uh, quizzes that's going to determine something about you. So, okay. uh, uh, All right, let's go is, ahead. Uh, this, so you're going to play Would You Rather, and it will determine which Star Wars character you are. Oh, okay, sounds cool. I'm down All for right. that. So let's go ahead and move on to our road trip segment. Are we there yet? No! Are we there yet? No! Are we there yet? Are you little? All right, everybody. This is our segment of the show where we play a really cool game or a quiz or just some kind of fun little thing that we do here on the road that we used to be on because now we're stuck in quarantine. Uh, but Nate, what have you got for me? All right. So this is uh this would you rather test will accurately tell you which star Wars character you are. Okay. So uh, yeah, I'm just going to go through all these questions and we'll figure out who you are at the end of this thing. So uh, <laughs> the, I don't like the first question. I really don't care for it at all. All the other ones I'm cool with. But, okay. Uh, so, uh, question number one: Which artist would you rather meet, Harry Styles or Shawn Mendes? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Um, yeah, yeah, I know. I, I really can't like it. Let's just say Harry Styles. Harry Styles. There right. we go. I don't know how that's going to determine which uh, Star Wars character I am. So I don't know. Um, that's really uh, weird. So. <laughs> Question number two: Which type of food would you rather eat, sweet or savory? Sweet. Sweet. Okay. Uh, which pet would you rather own, a cat or a dog? Dog. Dog. <laughs> which hemisphere would you rather live in, the southern or the northern? Um, let's say southern again. Yeah. Let's say the opposite. Oh, southern. Let's do the opposite, because. Okay. So because where I live is, it's hot. I want to go someplace okay, different. Yes, it does, oh, but I want to go, go okay. somewhere different. All right, all right. So let's put you in Southern. Uh, what would you rather watch, movies or TV shows? Um, that's a hard one. I like me a good movie, man. All right. You want to go with that one? Yes. Let's go with movie. Okay. Where would you rather travel to? Relaxing beaches or big cities? Beaches, of course. Beaches, all right. Uh, what would you rather buy? Designer clothes or fancy cars? Um, <laughs> I'm not much of a fancy car kind of guy, but I'm not much of a designer clothes kind of guy either, so I guess I'll have to pick clothes because I'm not a car guy. Okay. Designer <laughs> clothes. Where would you rather be, at a quiet romantic dinner or a loud energetic concert? Ooh, you know what? I recently went to a loud energetic concert, and I and I found out that I'm the old man who tells them to turn the music down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um uh, I, but let's let's say let's say the concert. 
I'll say, well, my, my wife would want me to say in the romantic uh, uh, little like, getaway. So uh, if she asks, I, that's the one I said. Okay. So. All right. You got it. You got it. <laughs> All right. So what would you rather do? Go to the beach or swim in a pool? Um, like for swimming? Um, a pool? Because I, I definitely, I know what's in the pool. I can see what's in the pool. I know what's there. <laughs> I can't see. I I don't know what's in the beach if I'm gonna be swimming there. That's I like. That's. All right. <laughs> Let's see. How would you rather get around by bus or by train? Um, I've never been on a train, so let's say train. That'd be kind of cool. Okay. All right. Uh, what would you rather be able to do? Conjure up food without having to cook it, <laughs> or teleport anywhere in the world? Oh man. That's a hard one. Because conjuring up food without having to cook it would be a really cool superpower. But, uh... Oh, man. Let's let's say the food, because I'm a hungry guy. Okay. <laughs> Alright, here's our last one. Uh, finally, what app would you rather delete? TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat? Oh man, it's a toss up between Snapchat and TikTok because I hate both. <laughs> I think I hate Snapchat more. So I'd say okay. Snapchat. And I don't have Snapchat, so there. Oh boy, Joey, you got a good one. No, no. I, I refuse to get a Snapchat. I refuse to get a Snapchat. All right. <laughs> Okay, are you ready? Okay. All right. You are Yoda. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's you kinda... have unexpected levels of ability and wisdom. You fight for justice and never settle, just like Yoda. There you go. It was that It was that, sh- that, that first one, that first question that did it. Harry it's Styles. The, the Harry Styles or, uh, or uh, Sam That's Mendes. the one. It, I or guess that's what made me wise. <laughs> yeah. yeah congratulations well done. <laughs> I, uh, I, for those that are curious I was Princess Leia so. <laughs> you liked wearing the uh, the slave Leia suit huh <laughs> you promised you'd never tell Joey. Oh, I'm sorry I forgot <laughs> there was only one time <laughs> alright let's go ahead let's go ahead and move on to our new segment what's in your rear view mirror Alright guys, this is the segment where we talk about, it, it used to be what we talked about uh, in, in the foreseeable future and what was coming up and how, how excited we were. But now we're going to be looking back in our rear view and talking about some things that got us excited in the past and we're going to just talk about them and have some fun here. So Nate, this is your turn to bring this one up for us because you thought about this. This is your segment. And you're going to bring it to us for the first time. So what do you got? All right. So uh, I kind of brought this up with you and, and uh, I said, you know, what was a geek milestone for you in your life? And and we kind of went uh, down the, the rabbit hole a little bit and we kind of dwelled on the 
subject of drive-in movie theaters for a yes, while. Yes, yes. And you don't see a lot of those around anymore. These no. Days. A lot of no. them are closed down uh, and and everything. So I, I just kind of wanted to talk about our memories associated with going to a drive-in movie theater. Uh, for those who don't know, drive-in movie theaters, <laughs> you would actually drive your car and and park it in front of a huge <laughs> screen. You would sit in your car throughout the movie and watch watch a movie. Now you now back in the day, they had these poles everywhere that had these horrible speakers that you would hang on the inside <laughs> of your car, your, your one of your passenger windows, and uh, it was it, the sound quality was horrific. But for some reason, people just loved going to drive-in movie theaters. Yeah. So, uh, Joey, why don't you tell some stories about going to the drive-in <laughs> with your family? So, uh, I have this one memory of going and seeing movies. So, my, my parents would love to, like, always look in the newspaper. Because that's you didn't have movie phone back then. So, what you would do is you would look in the newspaper to see what was playing throughout the week at the drive-in. So every time that there is a new kitty movie that came out, my parents would always look for the action movies as well. So, so there's all, you know, you have multiple screens at certain, uh, move, uh, at drive-in theaters. Uh, my parents would pick a movie that literally they knew exact. They said they, cause they, cause they would, uh, number the theaters, say one, two, three, four, five, six. So if my parents picked, uh, number one, they knew that, 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 uh, screen six would be d- directly behind us. So, uh, my parents would def, would pick a movie that was action movie on screen, uh, one and then a kitty movie on screen six. Uh, so <laughs> what we would do is we'd go, we'd pay for, for the action movie. My parents would park in that parking lot and they would grab the speakers, put them on the insides in the front seats. We had this big, huge, long wagon. They don't make wagons anymore, right? They, they we used to have wagons. <laughs> uh, and, uh, <laughs> and so they, my parents would put us in the back. They would tune the radio and move the speakers all the way to the rear and we'd, and so this is, and I told you, I was like, my parents, they, uh, they invented pirating movies <laughs> because <laughs> w- what they did was they put the speakers toward the back. They sat us in the very back of the wagon and we watched the movie that was behind us while they watched the movie that was in front of us. So we got kind of like a double feature simultaneously. So they'd watch the adult movie and we'd watch the kitty movie behind us and we, everybody had fun and it was exciting, right? Uh, that was kind of wrong, man. They, they basically (laughs) stole a movie. (laughs) Oh, but you know, the big thing was people sneaking friends into the movie to the drive-in, right? Yeah, that's the biggest thing. You still have to pay by person. And so people would shove a bunch of their friends in the trunk (laughs) of their car and drive into the movie theater. And yeah. Yeah, that was a big uh, thing. Yeah, your parents weren't, weren't doing the worst of it, believe me. Um, (laughs) And you know how they talk about when you're little, it's kind of magic to fall asleep somewhere and then wake up the next morning in your own bed and you have no idea how you got there. Yeah. That was the drive-in movie theater for me. My parents always made me wear my pajamas to the drive-in because they knew I would fall asleep, if not during the first movie, because it was always a double feature. Yeah. 
So if mm-hmm. I didn't fall asleep during the first movie, I would definitely fall asleep during the second movie. And uh, yeah, I'd wake up the next morning in my own bed and just magically have transported there. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I loved going to the drive-in. So uh, my mom had worked for a drive-in in Harrisville, Utah, called the North Star Drive-In when she was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was owned by a an older couple, uh, the Grams. Uh, and, uh, so when I was a teenager, I actually got a job there, uh, working the snack bar. Nice. Uh, so I had the same job my mom had when she was a, a, a teenager and, uh, it, it wasn't a very fun job. Uh, <laughs> the place was really, really old, really run down. I mean, you're selling popcorn and nachos and candy and stuff to people. It really yeah. wasn't exciting <laughs> at all. But the cool thing was. I got to see pretty much every movie that came out that summer. Yeah. Uh, they would give me, you know, just free passes just to drive through and, 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 and park and, and watch movies. So every movie that came out the summer of 1997, I saw multiple oh, times. Nice. So like uh, liar, liar came out that summer. I yes. remember that Con Air came out that summer. Uh, the Lost World uh, came out that summer. I was going to say, Black came out. I was going to say that was a great year for movies, man. Oh yeah, yeah, it was it was awesome. I got to see some really cool movies. Uh, so the the North Star Drive In, it uh, they actually uh, the last year it was in operation was the following summer. Mm-hmm. The very last movie they played there was Armageddon. Wow! And, uh, after that, they they tore it down and they built homes there. It's all it's all homes. It's, uh, wow! It's gone. But man, I had it. I had just it was an interesting time. The place was really really old, and I'm kind of looking up the history of it here online. And uh, so it opened in 1962, and I swear the projector that they had in 1962 <laughs> was the same projector that they had at the North Park Drive-in when they closed. And I'm not exaggerating here. The thing was powered by a candle. Oh it my wasn't gosh. even, yeah, the light projecting was, was candle lit. It wasn't even, the wow. only thing electric about it was, was the real spinner. So it was, it was some old school technology. It was really wow. amazing. Um, and I remember there was uh, one time some people brought their trampoline with them. <laughs> and so like, they, 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 they disassembled it, put it in the back of their car or whatever. And then they, they put it together there at the drive-in thinking that they were going to have a fun time jumping on the trampoline. The problem was they were a little too close to the projector. And so people came in and started complaining that there were silhouettes of people going up and down in front of the, oh my gosh, stream. Those jer- okay. So okay. We had to we had to kick them out. Number one, I mean, come <laughs> on, guys. If you so, I know for a fact if you are parked that close to the projector, that means you are super close to the concessions area because that's where everything was. Yep. yep. Come on, you. How are you? How are you not going to get kicked out? <laughs> they can clearly <laughs> see that you ha- you're jumping on a trampoline. Come on. Yeah, yeah, it was it was fun. Then I, I was I was also mentioning to you uh, we would have what we called hillbilly hot tubs, where uh, <laughs> dudes would they would lay down a, a tarp in the back of their pickup truck and fill it full of water. Oh my and, gosh! Uh, kind of cover it with another tarp and drive in. Oh and, no! Uh, then they would sit in the back of their truck in the in the pool, quote unquote pool, while they watched the movie and and splash all over and stuff and. Yeah, uh, oh, no. they called it the 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 place had the nickname of the Passion Pit. That's where all the teenagers went to make out. And everything oh my like gosh! That. 
Uh, but uh, I, yeah, it was a fun time for me. <laughs> you know, just looking back on it, I, it, the job itself was kind of boring, but the the uh, peripheral stuff, getting to see the movies, getting to see how movies are projected and everything. I learned a lot there. It was a really good time. So uh, <laughs> uh, it, it makes me excited to go back to a movie theater again real soon. That's funny. That's funny. So so recently, because of the COVID-19 outbreak, I've been seeing that they have pop-up drive-in movie theaters because people still want to go watch movies, but that is still a kind of a, that's a good way to still con, uh, continue to practice social distancing. If you guys are in your with within your car, you park your car six to twelve feet away, which is how far you park your cars anyway when you're in a drive-in. Uh, and right. you stay inside your car. You don't exit your vehicle. You stay inside there. You watch the movie, and 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 then you go home after the movie. So. Um, recently they, they popped it, it. It was literally right here, right around the corner the other day. And I think that, that it's going to be there for quite some time. And I was telling my wife, I was like, we should go. Cause they were showing, um, I think it's that Will Smith and, uh, and, uh, what's his name? Oh yeah. The, the, the spy movie that he yeah, did. Yeah. The, the spy, the spy well, movie. The pigeon. Yep. Yep. That yeah. one. So I, 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 uh, we were going to go see that one. I was like, oh, well, it's going to, it's happening in about an hour. So my wife was like literally beginning dinner. So we were like, ah, it's not going to work out. Uh, but there, it was pretty cool, man. It was really cool. I was like, that's, that's really cool. It took me back to, and I think I even told her the story of, uh, how we, how we, how my parents used to steal a movie. <laughs> so pretty cool, spies man. Spies in disguise. There you go. Spies in disguise. That I knew it was. There we go. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, but really, awesome. it, it, it's kind of it's kind of sad to to look back and and see how many uh, drive-in theaters are are no longer there. Because yeah. you're right, this would be the perfect way for people to go out and see movies right now. Yeah, I uh, mm-hmm. very little interaction other than with people that you're already quarantined with, and right. yeah, that's brilliant. I, I, yeah, it's really a shame. They were they were a fun way to go and see a movie. Uh, you know, the audio was was horrible most of the time <laughs> i did appreciate it when uh, when they started broadcasting the audio through, uh, speakers. through radio yeah so yeah so you could you could tune in in your car and stuff that made things uh yeah. really helpful but yeah. uh yeah man really just a good time i really i really mm-hmm. miss doing that yeah super cool yeah man maybe this would bring it back man i don't know i i, I this world maybe. I don't know this. The, I don't know how 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 we uh, much more normal this world is going to get here pretty soon. But I think that would be really cool. All right, man. Yeah. So I think that is the end of our show, right? We don't have anything else. Yeah, yeah. I think so, that's uh, that's everything. Yeah. So I mean, I I, ha- I had a couple of things uh, um, that I wanted to say. Um, I hope everybody out there is staying well, staying. Uh, active and and having a whole lot of fun i know it's a little bit harder because this is a world a weird world to be living in right now (laughs) we're all stuck in our homes and it's it's, our kids are going stir crazy we're going crazy because they're home too um but you know what i i I think i think it's time for us to kind of uh think outside the box and get creative with the time that we have and that and how we are spending with our kids today uh, we, we, we happened to, uh, have to venture, we had to venture out to the grocery store today. And, uh, we came across these two little things that, um, and we probably, it was frivolous. It was a frivolous thing, but it, it was really cool 
It's uh, one of those uh, cone-shaped toys that you put a ball and you click the the you. Uh, there's a trigger and it pops the ball out, kind of like a uh, like a little lacrosse kind of game that you play. Whatever right. it clicks the you put pull the trigger, the ball pops out. So me and my son were playing that for a while <laughs> at home, and it's like a little cheap dollar store plastic toy that we came across while we were out uh, shopping. And um, we were like, yeah, why not? You know what I mean? It, he, we're stuck at home, and why not fi- buy something like this? We saw it, and we picked it up. Um, and I, what was funny is I handed it to my wife, and me and my wife <laughs> was were playing it for a while. We were like maybe like 20 minutes, and we were like getting creative, and we were like trying to like – like uh, uh, we were like creating a whole, whole little game out of it. It was, it was a whole lot of fun, man. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, we're we're uh, we're purchasing a lot of like puzzles and stuff like that off of Amazon. Yeah, uh, we have found that uh, our son just loves to put together puzzles. Uh, you know, our, our our daughter is is doing well in homeschool. I it, I do see this as a as a little blessing in disguise. We've been able to monitor where exactly she is and, yeah. and focus on areas that we felt that she could be doing better in, and mm-hmm. so. It's been uh, it's been a, a, a blessing, really, to to be able to do that. Yeah, pretty awesome. All right, Nate, do you have anything else? No, that's it. I guess uh, all I have to say is, in the fallout shelter of life, it's a good idea to. Oh, I guess this time we're gonna grease the hatch <laughs> hinges today. <laughs> it's a good idea. To grease your hatch hinges every once in a while. Well, you know what. Make sure you guys count to 20 when you wash your hands and make sure that they're clean. And wash the towel afterwards because you don't want the next person afterwards you use it because uh, you're dirty. You're dirty, son. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys later. Have a good one. Hey, 